from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome to the celebration of the daily televised Mass. My name is Father Michael Coots. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from the members of the St. Francis Xavier Seniors Club of Toronto East. This Mass is offered for the good health of their, of their members, especially those confined to their homes, in healthcare facilities and nursing homes, in memory of the deceased members and all the nations of the world live in peace, love and unity. The St. Francis Xavier Seniors Club, Toronto East, have been faithful supporters of this daily televised mass since we first began broadcasting. And for me, it's personal because my mother used to belong to this St. Francis Xavier Seniors Club when she lived in the East End and then moved to Agent Court later on. You have our thanks and the thanks of all who are gathered here for this celebration. And so now as we begin this Eucharist, let us call to mind that God loves us, a God of mercy and compassion. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart, and we are contrite. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners, and we are sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Grant us, Lord, that being rightfully conformed to the Paschal Mysteries, what we celebrate in joy may protect and save us with perpetual power. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The Apostles and the Elders, with the consent of the whole Church, decided to choose men from among their members and to send them to Antioch, and Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabas and Silas, leaders among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the believers of Gentile origin in Antioch and Syria and Sicilia, greetings. Since we have heard that certain persons who, gave, who have gone out of us, though with no instructions from us, have said things to disturb you and have unsettled your minds. We have decided unanimously to choose representatives and send them to you, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to impose on you no further burden than these essentials, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what is strangled, and from fornication. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So they were sent off and went down to Antioch. 
When they gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. When its members read it, they rejoiced at the exhortation. The word of the Lord. I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul, awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will give Thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. says the Lord, for I have made known to you all that the Father has told me. Be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father, Jesus said to his disciples, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. 
No one has greater love than this, than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you to do. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. In 1963, John, Pope John XXIII started or opened the windows of the church to start the Second Vatican Council. And people were all excited about it. And even though they had so many documents and decrees and they were excited, they caused a sort of confusion in the church because of the way it was promulgated. On one hand, there were priests and bishops that bought into every decree and document, and they were so gung-ho about it, they preached at every mass in the, from the pulpit. That was very good, but sometimes the, the people were confused because such a lot was thrown at them. And then there were another group of bishops and priests and people who said to themselves, what is this new teaching that we are getting? They were more or less like 1925, the Scopes trial, where we heard those words, if it was good enough for Moses, it's good enough for me. I don't want anything new. The council, during the council, John XXIII died, and Pope Paul VI came on, and he had to take on all the aftermath of that. Some was good, but there were a lot of priests who had left some because the church was not going fast enough, and some because the church was going too fast. I was a young seminarian at that time, and I was absolutely ex excited. I was, I could not, I didn't have the brilliance to understand everything, and I admired the priest and the theologian that explained these decrees to me. All these things came to mind as I was reading the story from the Acts of the Apostles that Jeff did for us the first council of Jerusalem. And at that time, there were not bishops and priests and cardinals and all this. The whole church was there because it was a very small church. The decisions were taken by the apostles. And there were basically two issues that were brought up. Not very different from our congregation, our Vatican Council of about 50 years ago plus a change, plus c'est la même chose. It was there. What happened was the people who followed Jesus, they were just called the believers of the way, were basically Jews who had accepted that Jesus was the Messiah who died and rose from the dead. And so when they became Christians, or when they called them, they did call themselves Christians, actually. If we read in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, the people of Antioch began to uh, throw scorn at them and say Christiani as a derogatory term, and they took it as a term of honor. 
They were called followers of the way, and they had no problem because they had their Jewish customs and their Jewish traditions. And then the change came because Gentiles also wanted to follow Christ. And the Jews said, uh-uh, you want to follow Christ, you have to become Jews first. Follow the customs and traditions of Moses, be circumcised. And the Gentiles said, follow the customs and traditions. I have no problem with that. But as for circumcision, nothing doing. That is mutilation, and you don't mutilate your body. And therefore, they discussed this at this first council. And therefore, the first decree that was sent out is, we're not going to put any more burdens on you if you decide to follow the commands of Jesus. And we heard that in the gospel, love one another as I have loved you. But they put down three specific uh, decrees, three dietary laws, and one a law of morals. The dietary laws had to deal with the issues that took place at that time because that was the tradition. The Gentiles, whenever they had the barbecue, I'm sure many of you don't know what that is because of our lockdown. We haven't had it for a long time. But when they had a barbecue or a festival and they invited everybody, the first thing that they would do was to offer a homage to the emperor. And the emperor was considered to be a god. It's more or less like when you start a baseball game or a basketball game or a hockey game, you sing the national anthem. I think we've forgotten that because we have been in a lockdown. We haven't seen those sports for a long time either. But just like we would do that, the Gentiles would offer something to the emperor, and the emperor was considered to be a god. And the council said, I'm sorry, but you cannot do that. You can order the food, but you cannot order or eat food that has been offered to idols. And the emperor was considered to be an idol because there was only one true God, Jesus Christ. And so that was one of the decrees, a dietary law that was passed. The second dietary law that was passed is do not eat anything with blood in it. Now you and I would say, that is gross. We don't have or we don't drink blood over here. That is true. But if you go down to the Caribbean, we have blood sausages over there, blood pudding over there. You make sausages made out of rice and out of meat, and we put blood in to keep it moist. It's a delicacy. Try and tell them you cannot have this. And they would say, no way, just like the Gentiles would do. And the third, diet, third dietary law had to deal with strangled animals. Now, if you look at these last two laws, there was nothing religious about them, but they were traditions that we had in order that people would obey them. If I told you you have to do this, you wouldn't listen. But if I said God has said to do this, you definitely would. And that is exactly what they said. If things were not kosherly killed, if they were not, they could have been contaminated, and therefore they had this law. And the final law was abstain from fornication, which seemed to be redundant because, after all, it was there in the Ten Commandments. But human nature being what human nature is, and the lust of human beings is so strong, as somebody says, it dies only ten years, six months after you've been buried, they needed to put that in. 
they had to say it from an, from an authoritative point of view. And as we look at it, the things that they said in the First Vatican, in the First Council of Jerusalem, is what you and I need to do today. As Peter, Paul, and Mary would sing, where have all the flowers gone? I would say, when will we ever learn? God bless you all. Let us now bring our prayers and petitions before God. For those in our daily televised mass community who have asked to be included in the prayer intention book, especially those asking for peace in the family, we pray to the Lord. We pray in thanksgiving for all Christians and people of goodwill who quietly build the kingdom of God right here on earth, each in their own unique way. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all those in our world who live in grinding poverty, that generous hearts will continue to reach out to them. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all those who have lost their employment during this pandemic, that they will find consolation from God and help from our leaders. We pray to the Lord. Loving and gracious God, we thank you for the graces that you have given us, especially the grace of dying and rising from the dead and giving us hope. We make this prayer to you, our Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, in unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Through the mystery of this wine and water, may we share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become for us our spiritual drink. Lord God, be pleased to accept these gifts that we offer to you with humble and with contrite hearts. Let us now pray together that this our sacrifice be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, and accepting the oblation of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us an eternal offering to you through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For in goodness you created us, and when we were justly condemned, in mercy you redeemed us through Christ our Lord. 
Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adore and powers tremble before you. Heaven and virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship with exaltation. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs as in humble praise we sing. indeed holy O Lord the fount of all holiness make holy therefore these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of your son our Lord Jesus Christ at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your Until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the, celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. We remember all the members of the St. Francis Xavier Senior Association and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. 
through him, with him, and in him. O God Almighty, Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. 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 At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, O Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Wherever you are, give a message of peace to those around you. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us and all our dear ones unto life everlasting. For those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. 
We have partaken of the mysteries of the sake, gifts of the sacred mystery, humbly imploring, O Lord, that what your Son commanded us to do in memory of him may bring us growth in charity through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass has been celebrated. Go now in the peace of Christ. Our thanks to our donors for the gift of this Mass. Please remember that all requests for prayers are included in our Prayer Intentions book and shared with all of our celebrants. Suffer to read.